This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on the site there completely free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Joining you in the studio tonight, it is Ian. Nami. And Mark. And, of course, we invite you uh, to dial in. 855-453. You can take control of the airwaves. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. You're free to call in, talk about anything you want. And we've got all kinds of stuff uh, on the table here tonight to talk about. Coming up, an update on the story about the people that were slaughtered in Afghanistan, which first I heard was it was one guy. Then I heard that it was a whole bunch of guys. Did I follow that correctly, Mark? Like a bunch of the, the troops? There are definitely two, at least two stories floating around about this incident, and I think that uh, in the United States, one story is getting played, and in the Middle East, another story is getting played, and I'm not going to claim to believe, I, you know, I don't believe one story or the other. I don't know. Um, so but, the one story is that there's a lone gunman, and the other story is uh, that there was a group of uh, people. Is that right? That's correct. Uh, there was, you know, 15 to 20 uh, troops, and that, uh, you know, that they're this was a, a raid. I mean, this was, uh, you know, a, a military action of some sort or another is the claim. And, uh, you know, there's a story out of antiwar.com here by, written by Jason Ditz, Dietz. Uh, it says, uh, the incongruous stories surrounding the March 11 massacre of Afghan civilians in two villages took a turn today with reports from witnesses and um, Mokhoyan, one of the two villages targeted that were threatened by U.S. troops just days that they were threatened by U.S. troops just days before the massacre. The witnesses say troops rounded up all the men from the villages and after a roadside bombing, lined them up against a wall and told them they would pay a price for the attack. Now, you can imagine what it's like to be rounded up by armed U.S. soldiers and lined up against a wall. I mean, that in and of itself is a huge threat. Um, sure. Now, this is this is a claim. How are you ever going to substantiate something like this? These people are too poor to feed themselves properly, let alone to own a camera and a cell plan so that they can upload this video for your viewing pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know what? Uh, let me let me go on with the story here before I uh, make my commentary. The witnesses put the date of the bombing at either uh, March seven or eight. Previous stories had mass uh, had massacre suspect Robert Bales supposedly upset about a bombing in which one of his friends lost a leg. The military would neither confirm or de- deny any bombings in the area, only insisting that they would investigate anything that might be related to the shootings. They likewise gave no comments about the threats in uh, Mokoyan and. If confirmed, the threats would also appear to support the Afghan probe's version of the, the massacre, which had an organized group of uh, over a dozen U.S. troops carrying out the massacre as opposed to one lone gun- gunman, as the U.S. maintains. Well, well how many times in Vietnam uh, were there lone gunmen going crazy as compared to a whole troop of people that would come into a village and set it on fire or you know, in- engage in uh, raping women and children or whatever it was, the, hor- the horrible crimes that were committed over there. I couldn't speak to how many lone gunmen there were. I can say that there was more than one instance of uh, of horrifying situations that went on that were carried out by you know military actions, essentially. And we know that uh, war does encourage people to be more depraved. I mean, we've seen the evidence of that happening. Well, if you had a friend of yours that was uh, killed in this roadside bombing and you felt that the people in this town were harboring whomever I did that. I wouldn't be there in the first place. I understand, but uh, you 
you can see how somebody might I can come see how to that a hot-headed uh, military person might uh, come to that conclusion. You're, dra- you're, you're, that you're person drawing knows, distinctions between you and them, and I, that I don't person know there knows is. that uh, they're completely immune, almost completely immune from punishment for the things that they do. Apparently, if if a group of them did it, then they are immune because this uh, guy Bales would be taking the rap. I don't know. If he I even think takes it's gonna, the rap, I think it's a very interesting situation because if this guy gets to see the news, and I don't know how they're going to keep the news from this guy or his attorney, then this is going to be his story. His story is, hey, it wasn't me. It was, you know, I was out with a troop of of people. And then it'll raise so much confusion about Mm -hmm. this that there, you know, that he won't be found guilty. And I don't know who did what. I, I, you know, I mean, at this point, there's no way to ever find out whether or not this guy did it or it was done by a, a dozen or more U.S. troops. I'm going to take the, the the stories of the people that are on the ground there, the the innocent victims. I don't know that uh, I don't know that anybody on the ground is necessarily going to know what happened. I mean, I live in a town. Things happen in that town that I have no idea what happens. I mean, things happen just outside of my well, property that I don't know. Somebody's reporting these things to the media, right? The idea that it wasn't sure. just the one guy, so they know something, and I'm going to take their word for it. Well, that's because you're choosing to take some victims. They're the people that have been aggressed against, and the people in the military, the people that are of this uh, mindset. The reason we have a judicial system is to us, uh, is to protect the accused against the accuser. Because mm-hmm. I can tell you, there's no problem finding people that'll back up an accuser, and all you're doing is jumping on the mob va- bandwagon. What I'm telling you They're is invaders, anybody who's listening to this story and says, "Oh well, the U.S. story's uh, probably right." Hey, I don't know whether it's right or not, but I can tell you that the people in the Middle East where the terrorists are coming from, they don't believe your stinking story about one gunman. All right? They believe that the United States military set a bunch of Korans on fire and then went and slaughtered a family of, you know, of, of, of actually uh, more than 16 people that were mostly were related, mm-hmm. and mostly women and children. That's what they believe. And your war, if it ever had any gravitas, if it ever had any justice to it, is gone. It's, it's over Get out of there. Quit funding this nonsense. Well, I agree with that part. And I hope that they, uh, these troops start rolling over on each other and start pointing fingers so we can get some more better idea of what happened. Because, you know, if there's no witness, then there's no witness. And what can Why you, would the troops roll? About that? Well, like you said, Mark, I mean, if this guy hears that uh, there were other people, that the word's out about other people being involved, maybe he'll break his silence and well, speak out against them. It, what silence? I mean, he just, he, you think the United States, you think he's choosing to be silent? Who knows? The United States military certainly isn't going to let him make a comment. However, yeah. once they have to let him get an attorney, a JAG or whatever it is those, those fellows are called, right. um, then it, it would be a foolish attorney that wouldn't tell him about this other story that uh, went on. And I'll frankly, if this guy comes up with this story, then nobody cannot believe it. I have a feeling he's going to be detained for a very long time before he even sees the light of day. Well, look at uh, Bradley Manning. Right. I mean, it's been what, more exactly. than a year since uh, exactly. he's been accused. I think he's he's going to stay in jail, and we're not going to hear a peep out of him, and he's not going to get a speedy trial, and he may be hung out to dry as a scapegoat years from now when nobody's paying when attention anymore. When the media's anymore. forgotten about the story. That's right, and moved on to something else. I wouldn't hang him out. I mean, why would they hang him out as a scapegoat then if it's not a true situation? If it's true, then— Because it's the U.S. military. Well, why not let him go they in two years? They lie to people. 
I mean, right. in two years, no American's going to care about this story. Americans' families are not being pulled out into the street, shot. Their children aren't shot and set on fire. That's right. They're not going to give a flying flip at a rolling donut. What happens to this guy in two years? Right now, he's a little bit of news. It's only the people in the Middle East, and specifically Afghanistan, and more specifically, these, this area that really care. And they're going to say mm-hmm. to themselves, those people in the United States that are supporting this, supposedly a government of the people, by the people, and for the people— are a bunch of stinking demons, just like Karzai said about the American military today. The the um, Afghan parliament is talking about this court situation or this uh, you know this court martial situation here mm-hmm. with uh, Robert Bales, and they're telling the other story. They th- the people of Afghanistan are getting. This other story as if it is the news. And I don't know if it is. I'm not going to claim to know. Yeah, I see. And I think it's fair for you to say that. Uh, of course, this isn't a news show necessarily. It's just an open phones panel discussion. We'll talk about various different things here. But if you had to pick a side, Mark, uh, who would you choose? What, I just have to choose one of these stories to believe? Yeah, well, I, I think there's the, there's one there's your side, my side, and the truth. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I don't I don't necessarily believe anybody's side. You know, I wasn't there, so I can't have my I, I can't form my own judgment of of which of the two is the actual correct one. Who's more likely to tell the truth, the uh, military or the victims? The military, or the victims. I don't know. I I I, I tend really? to not. You believe don't know. It. I really don't. I, I think, have no opinion. I think I'm answer- telling you this. I I have a problem with the uh, young man, the Bales uh, story, because I think it's weird that he would be able to get out of the um, out of what I hope is a secure compound at three o'clock in the morning and be able to go through this village and commit whatever atrocities he committed, supposedly. Toll free number here tonight eight five five four fifty three. You're welcome to share your thoughts. And you, of course, can take control of the airwaves here. Bring up anything you want. one 450 3733 Your call's coming up. This is Free Talk Live. If you want to move to the free state you're looking for some real estate well i know a guy who's really great it's the porcupine realtor do you want a home with 20 acres a lakeside cabin any takers for renters buyers and sellers too mark warden is the guy for you porcupinerealtor.com This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features you find waiting for you there. We've got lots of stuff, including listening options. You can get tuned into our broadband, dial-up, or mid-band streams. Different size uh, stream bit rates for different internet connections. So go to listen.freetalklive.com to get tuned in there around the clock. Those streams are available 24-7. Latest episode of Free Talk Live always airing there. And in addition to that, you can find us on over 100 great radio stations across the country. Our satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio, we've got two channels that were on XM, uh, as well as the free-to-air KU Band satellite. In addition to that, our webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way. So plenty of ways to get Free Talk Live into your ears 
over at listen.freetalklive.com. The guy who's uh, putting together Porkfest this year, that's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T, dot com, um, is Jason Osborne. He's also, you know, the guy that behind SACL CAI that makes sure that Free Talk Live uh, gets sponsored by SACL CAI. He's a big supporter of Liberty. He's a big supporter of uh, Free Talk Live as a result. And you can, well, do business with companies that do business with Free Talk Live by supporting SACL CAI. It's a company that... Uh, Handles collections, they do it in a way that, uh, well, you know, doesn't drive off your customers. So many collections companies have created a bad name for the uh, collections industry. SACL CII does it differently. Uh, they treat your customers with respect. They record every call so that you can go back and listen just to make, sh- make sure that, uh, you know, your company is being reflected in a manner that you'd like. They have the best equipment money can buy. Go check out their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. It links through to their new website, SACL CAI. All right, 855-450-FREE. We're going to go into you and uh, your thoughts here if you dial in toll-free. Once again, 855-450-3733 to Chad in Louisiana. Chad, you're on Free Talk Live with the Anemia okay. Mark. Hello, Chad. Hey. Uh, I was listening to the podcast earlier from Monday. Yes, sir. I, I drive a lot, when I, and when I'm traveling, I like to download the podcast and listen. You were talking about website trolls with Julia on Monday? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, she had mentioned that uh, she had made a comment where liberty has rules, sometimes more rules than than our current system would have. Well, it could. Uh, the idea being that yeah. property rights, of course, would be paramount. So each property owner would get to set whatever rules they wanted. So you might have a restaurant that doesn't allow smoking. You might have one that does allow smoking. You might have one that does allow people to have their shirts off. You might have one that does, uh, you know, has like, requires tuxedos. So I mean, there could be all yeah. kinds of different rules. Well, exactly. And one thing, uh, you were talking about the trolls on the website, talking about what about freedom of speech, what about liberty and that stuff. And what my thought was on that is they need to understand that we're talking about liberty, not anarchy, and what the difference is. Well, I don't and know the what difference you mean by is, that. The difference is, is, if you think about it, anarchy, anarchy is not really much different than being in a dictatorship because people are uncomfortable in that situation. Well, I think and that uh, the, the term gets you know really murky. Some people, to some people, it means the highest form of liberty, and to other people, it means absolute chaos uh, in the streets, cars on fire, and the the whole thing. So, I mean, you know, it's it's yeah. difficult. It's one of those words that I think is, uh, you know, it means different things to different people. Yeah, I don't care for the term anarchy, but I know a lot of people that call themselves anarchists that uh, believe in you know peace, and they just don't want a government around controlling them. Personally, I prefer the term voluntarist, uh, but some people would say that means it's an that means anarchist. I, I don't agree because I think anarchy does have that connotation of chaos and violence. But really, I think that what we have right now is chaos and violence. Right. What we have right now is chaos and violence. And what we're trying to avoid is that chaos and violence. And you get to it the same way. It's a group of people deciding that no matter what, they're going to do what they want to do, whether it be a small group like a dictatorship would be or whether it be everybody like the, the classic accepted definition of anarchy where you just do whatever you want no matter what anybody else says that's what you're trying you don't want to have that and that's why i thought that they need to understand what that difference is where liberty you you can't go and be offensive to people and well, i'm not talking not? about political correct <laughs> you, you certainly can go and be offensive to people I'm, I'm talking about you know you know going in and disturbing their rights 
their property well, rights. Sure, yeah. I mean, your your rights end when the other person's uh, rights begin. And if we're talking about property, but it's amazing how many things, how much uh, people find to be offensive. You know, I mean, people are looking all the time for things to be offended by. Well, right, right. So here's an here's an example. Let, let, let me just throw this out there. Let's say uh, we're dealing with a situation where there's no deed restricted neighborhood. It's just uh, properties next to properties, and I want to walk out in my front yard naked. Uh, is that is that somehow a, an offense to your rights? I'm offended thinking about it. Yeah, I'm not offended. I'm just appalled. <laughs> okay, well, my question is you for know, you though, Chad. It's your property, right? right? And my belief is, if it's your property, you have the right to do what you wish on your property. Great. Now, you also should not be offended if everybody that's around your property, because you do that, builds sky high fences so they don't have to see. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I would. I right. wouldn't care. I mean, it's it's their property, right? So, if they want to build a, a a really tall fence, that's their business. And I mean, that's what my thought on it is. Yeah. Is as long as you're not doing something that directly harms someone else, then you're within your rights. I think the now, argument could up, be. I think the argument could be made. Across the street, <laughs> and you're naked, offering my kids candy. Well, that's that's a completely different story. Yeah, right. I think that um, you know, I think that it it all comes down at some point or another to human nature and what the majority of the people say in a given geographic area. Like it or not, somebody, some weirdo, is going to push the limit of whatever. I mean, okay, you can come out and get your paper naked, but no, passing out candy naked to the ki- neighborhood kids not okay. <laughs> right. At some point or another, somebody's just going to smoke you right there in the front yard. Rights or no rights? I think. I think too. I mean, it doesn't really apply with the naked guy principle unless uh, i don't know how it would but if you're doing something on your property that affects the property rights or property value of others that could be construed as an injury as an injury you know i don't want to live here because there's this crazy naked guy down on down the street that comes out and dances naked every day at but four some o'clock. people might find that more valuable maybe so <laughs> yeah. oh gosh here we go so who, yep. who decides what is value this is a dangerous a dangerous area to get into to suggest that if you harm someone else's property value and i don't mean by like destroying their fence or something like that right I mean by something you're doing on your own property well there is a View tax in New Hampshire. So if if you're dancing on your lawn and you're within my view of my big nice Mount Monadnock view, I, I don't know that that's again. I think it's a little ridiculous to make this argument for this example. But if you're doing something that damages something that was uh, part of my property value when I bought it, or damages the my resale value. Then, then absolutely. I don't think there's any action you can take there. If I plant a nice tree in my lawn and it grows up and it obscures your view, too bad. If you if have, you didn't, if, if you, you didn't want to have your view obscured, you should have bought, bought more the property, property that you bought. I, I would agree with that as well. Or at least the air rights above it, and that's something that could be sold. I wonder, would it be okay if you want to dance naked in your front yard? Would it be okay for me to like take a big mirror and like flash it in your eyes while you do it? I mean, you know, you could be blinded by the sun. Yeah, that could be considered aggression, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's aggressive. Someone. It's aggressive, yeah. Maybe I could just, like, leave it in place and, like, it would give you a bad sunburn. Chad, any other thoughts? Uh, no, that's all I have. Thanks had. for the call, man. appreciate hearing from you. Yeah, yeah I think Everybody you've got to have Everybody wants to live in the same neighborhood as Ian. You've got to have the same <laughs> definition of anarchy to even have a conversation about it. And a lot of people don't have the same definition of anarchy. one 855 That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You may bring up whatever's on your mind. Take control of the airwaves. 855-453. It's Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized 
free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Toll-free number here for you, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Nami. And Mark. Inviting you over to our website at freetalklive.com. We've got news updates. Get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something that you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com, and you can follow us via email, Twitter, or Facebook. Once again, news.freetalklive.com. We continue with your phone calls here, and then I've got something related to what that last caller was talking about with the bringing up the term anarchy, about how people apparently behave socially and well, even without rules. But first, Jim is listening in Maine, Presque Isle, to uh, WEGP. Hey, Jim. Hey, how are you? Super. What's on your mind tonight? Yeah, I kind of just turned on the radio and I caught the tail end of the uh, discussion about Afghanistan. Uh, just uh, terrible, you know, <laughs> tragedy, debacle, uh, atrocity, you know, whatever you want to call this mess. You know, I do agree uh, with the statement that, you know what, this, I, I believe, is now going to end this this uh, this mess over there, and it's going to bring the troops home because this is this is the turning point right here. I uh, hope so. You know, I we- felt that way, too, and I'm wondering, just, you know, just for history's sake, uh, it's Jim, right? Yes. Just for history's sake, do you ter- care to take a guess as to whether or not it was the burning of the Korans or the slaughtering of this family? Because I tend to think that humans are so petty that it's about the book, not about the people. Yeah, you know, there may be some validity to that. Uh, I do believe, you know, it just kind of smells like I, I have no, you know, solid evidence to point on that. You know, it could be a revenge thing, you know, troops pay- getting payback. For you know, for for some murders that 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 occurred over over the Koran burning, I don't I don't really know. That's what's what being alleged here by the uh, the writer of the article, Jason Ditz. Uh, that's what he's alleging, essentially. I, I mean, I don't know if he's alleging. All I know is if, if you're, I'm a family man. I have three children. Okay, if someone comes into my home and kills my family, let me tell you something. Whether it's one individual or a few, a group, I'm looking. I'm lumping them all in together. Yeah. Okay. In my flesh, I'm thinking, okay, it's going to be payback time. Sure. And and you know, Americans got to realize, you know, you look at this uh, this atrocity, and you know, that's what it is. It's a, a, it's a microcosm for, you know, our government does this on a grand scale. Right, and that's you how know? terrorists get created. Right. I mean, I, and that is exactly right. You know, and you know, I'm I'm a veteran. You know, I served in the armed forces. I served in the first Gulf War. I look back on that now and. You know, I can't admit I'm proud of my service during that time. I'm not. Um, but I can tell you is this. You know, you have things that happen like this, and uh, or you look there during the 10-year no-fly zone that we had with Iraq after the first Gulf War, and we had sanctions, which were, which were the worst sanctions in the history of the world. Yeah, sanctions. Five hundred thousand uh, people died. Right, sanctions means you cut people off from supplies. I mean that. From uh, food and medicine. Right. And then you have Madeleine Albright, you know, who comes out and says it was worth the price. Sick. It's you, sick. You can't say that. It, it's it, right. What are they going to think? And then you wonder why 
Years later, they attack a ship, knock down a building. I'm not. I'm not saying it's a good thing. No, I'm not right. saying it's right. But exactly. you understand that that that's what's going to happen. You reap, you know, what you sow. Absolutely. Uh, you know, I couldn't have said and, it better, Jim. And, and just one more point about yes, whose story to believe. I'll tell you this: we can't even tell a story straight about our own servicemen. Anybody remember Pat Tillman? Yep. Mm, right. They lied about, about him, and, and he was They, they he used was killed. him as a propaganda piece. Yep, they sure did. They sure and did, so and his so family is rightly outraged. Killed, killed by his own uh, fellow troops. Yeah. Yeah. Killed by his own troops, but yet we wanted to prop him up like he was fighting against the enemy. So mm-hmm. if we can't even tell the truth about our own, what do you think they're going to make up about some, uh, you know, uh, an Afghanistan family, you know, thousands of miles away? They're not, they're not going to care. You know, I'd say you so I'm just going to leave you guys, and uh, you know, I'll leave you guys with that. And you guys have a great night. Thank you for Thanks. the show. Call. Thanks for the call. I, yep, I appreciate the thoughts, Jim. Thank you. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. I mean, he pretty much summed up everything I think about the situation. You know, uh, the, the Gulf War, the the first Gulf War veterans. Uh, you know, it seems like they've got huge problems with uh, you know what went on over there. And talk about a group of people that are just have been have worn the ravages of war um that that was from the the public standpoint the perfect war it happened it was quick it was over they got in they got out but i think uh, let's see the numbers are approximately 108,000 are on uh, the you know the registry of uh, this is from golfweb.org of those that are symptomatic um 80 80% of them are symptomatic with this gulf war syndrome um now wait how is gulf war, gulf war syndrome different from ptsd um because gulf war syndrome is believed to be caused by chemicals, chemicals. like agent yeah. orange was something who knows we, nobody seems yeah. to know but the i mean those guys uh, and gals i'm sure that there's plenty of women um who are involved Man, oh man! Uh, so many of them are, are dead, and mm-hmm. you know, no one in the government in the United States government won't take responsibility for it. Everybody talks about our heroes, and then no Nothing. one seems to care about well, what should, happened. This that war's over. Not, it's not in the it's not in the papers anymore. Why should the government care? I mean, the more dead troops they have, the fewer they have to support. Pay here, for. here in in Keene, we had a, a, a protest from the Occupy Keene folks, um, and they read off the. 6,800 some odd names um, out loud over the course of a 24-hour period um, here in Keene just a few days ago. And I stopped and I talked to them. Uh, Wasn't gentleman. that the Peace Vigil and not the Occupy? Uh, I'm, I it's believe it's Occupy. Okay. It's, uh, there's okay. some crossover. So, all right. So my mistake, if I'm, I'm sourcing the wrong group of people or wrong label for the group of people. But there was a gentleman holding a sign that says, test all returning vets for PTSD and principle of... of Stolen money and theft is taxes or taxes are theft. And, and that completely aside, the spirit of it, I totally agree with, because if we we collectively are going to send our troops to go do nasty things, then we should be taking care of them when we, when they come back. And even if we do transfer to a voluntary society or an anarchy society or a minarchist society, uh, I, I really think that if we are going to put people out there to do our dirty work we need to be taking care of them well, when they i'm come not home. putting them anywhere i'd like to say but i don't have any problem with helping people that need help and but, i think that if you uh get rid of tomorrow we could press a button and make the federal government disappear and all of its associated violence and all of its you know programs and everything about it make it disappear well that would just mean people would have more money in their own pocket to do what they, do what they pleased with so they could give it away and save it or or whatever spend it in whatever way they think is best and inevitably you'd probably have veterans groups forming 
that would would you know essentially step in and do the job that the VA is doing today, except do it much better and do it without uh, do it you know where since you can decide to contribute, they actually have to do a more efficient job at taking care of people and and actually care about these guys whereas the current va they just don't care they don't a a lot of them don't care i'm not saying all the people in the va don't care but collectively as an organization uh they really screw these guys right troops are being treated like cattle you're a number not a name so i i wouldn't want to just oh well let's let the government take care of these guys down the line i think that's the least compassionate way to do it no i don't think he was he was advocating that no, I thought I was talking about the what you were saying. Right. I don't believe he was advocating for that. I think he was necessarily. He may have been. I'm not sure. But I, I do believe that all troops who are coming back should be tested for PTSD, whether or not the government does it or they do it of their own volition. I, I don't particularly care which, but I think it's important that they that they do. Absolutely. And PTSD is this sort of... Uh you know this uh, this disease that nobody in the military wants to look at it's a sign of weakness if your job is to go out and kill and break things uh, for the government then the idea that somehow you can't handle what you've seen afterwards you feel guilt most of uh, the, the worst cases of PTSD according to the studies have are associated with guilt and I don't know what those guys have seen but I imagine it's pretty atrocious and apparently if they have guilt there's some way associating themselves it's not like you're seeing a crime on the street somehow they associate themselves with the crime as having perpetrated i don't know if it's because their guys did it or because they did it or whatever i yeah, don't know but uh, you or know they didn't stop their guys from doing it all right they so, so many of these guys are trying to push these things back down and it doesn't this isn't the kind of thing you can push down there's also the the argument that ptsd is actually just a normal person's reaction to seeing absolute atrocity i think exactly I, I that's think exactly that's the, what it that's is that's the truth i don't think it's a disorder i think it's it's a, a person's a sane person's reaction to absolutely atrocious things toll free number here tonight for your thoughts at 855-450-FREE maybe you have some insights uh, regarding ptsd or you can tell us about your experience in the military or whatever's on your mind 855-453. You take control. Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You may bring up whatever you want. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. And here with you tonight, it's Ian. Nemi. And Mark. Inviting you to our website at freetalklive.com. You may go there, get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners. There are various different ways to do that. And if you like the show and you like the fact the website's free, you might want to voluntarily contribute to this program. You can do that by going to amp.freetalklive.com. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is we ask you for three bucks a month. You can do it with any major credit card or uh, PayPal. And you can, or rather through PayPal and, and or use Visa or MasterCard on our own website. And we'll take that three bucks a month in and invest it into the show. Get on more radio stations around the country. Just added New York City. 
on Sunday, which is Sweet. a big deal. Yay. Yeah, it sure is. And uh, so it's thanks to listeners like you becoming Free Talk Live amplifiers. We would not be where we are today if it weren't for listeners like you. Send in three bucks a month in. So go to amp.freetalklive.com. Learn about the perks you'll get, like access to the amp-only call-in lines, podcast, forum, and more. Many podcasters say that that amp-only podcast is worth their three bucks a month in spades because, you know, it's... uh, Because it doesn't have the regular commercials, the podcast. That's right. I mean, they, you know, find that for whatever reason, that, that appeals to them. Right. And it makes a difference, too, because you're helping get the ideas of freedom out to new radio listeners all across the country. So go to amp.freetalklive.com as we continue with your calls. Crichton is on the line in Louisville. Crichton, you're on Free Talk Live. How are you guys tonight? That's great, Crichton. What's on your mind? Well, I was listening to your um, one of your advertisers on the Shoutcast. I don't know if you if how many of those actually make it to the other broadcast. It depends. But you have one advertiser that talks about reverse mortgages. Okay. I don't know which, I I don't know which one we're talking about, about, but okay. Oh, I'm not going to name... The advertiser. Fine. Let's talk Uh, about reverse mortgages. (laughs) Let's talk about reverse mortgages because they specifically advertise the reverse mortgage. What is a reverse mortgage? What is a reverse mortgage? A reverse mortgage is is kind of like the idea that um, a company approaches you or you approach the company, usually an insurance company, and they want to buy your house that you own free and clear. You're nearing retirement. Mm Mm-hmm. So they offer you a reverse mortgage where you sign away the house on the condition that they're going to pay for it and you're going to live in it until either you die or the terms of the mortgage expire until it's over. You so sign you away your – hold mortgage. on a second. So you sign away your house. They're going to pay you $300,000 for it. Although you probably can't get that in this market. Let's say $100,000 uh, for your house, and they make monthly payments on it until either you die or they they own it, and then you have to move out? Correct. So they only go after old people with reverse mortgages? Pretty much. Pretty much, yes. Got it. Um, here, do you see the problem with – I immediately had to – a twitch when I heard heard your advertiser talking about reverse mortgages because of how bad they are. Well, I mean they're and, they're good for some people; otherwise, they people wouldn't be doing them, right? Yeah. What's I mean? I get where you're coming from. The person's out of a house when they die, and they can't leave it to their kids. But so uh, what if they don't have kids? It's, right. it's predatory lending, I believe. I don't like I, I don't like the sound of it sitting from, from where I said either. Um, you're 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 the person who's buying the house is the insurance company. Mm-hmm. And they're buying it at current rates, at the what is valued now. Right. Mm-hmm. And you're 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 the owner. You're still technically the owner until they take it over. So you're paying for the ongoing upkeep and the insurance and the taxes just like you normally would. And they're paying you a monthly rate. They are expecting you to either die or you know finish it out. Either way, they're paying for a property that they don't have to maintain. That's a good point. Until until the market recovers, and they're paying for it at the depressed rate. Well, I wish I would have gotten in on one of these deals in two thousand and five, right? Well, I I need I believe you need to be a specific age, like 50, I think that yeah, you've got to be sixty or sixty five. Yeah. That that um, yeah. I, I don't you're, even you're think it would be that low. Insurance company. I'm sorry. Could you they're, say that again? You're never going to catch them off guard. They know what they're doing. Right. Exactly. They've done the math. These, these things are always set up 
in such a way that the insurance company or whatever the company that's selling it in the reverse mortgage cannot lose. So would you have a problem if, uh, before you go on, would you have a problem if Free Talk Live advertised one of those payday loan places? Oh, the, the, the problem I have with it is that the, uh, is yes, I don't no. have a problem with people. Should, should, people should know what they're doing. Yeah, they I agree. Get, they get into, into stuff like this. They need to follow through with it. But the advertisers that you, that you have accepted. Well, hold on I have not. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This whoa, isn't whoa, one of whoa, our whoa, clients. Whoa, whoa. Hey, there are lots and lots of different advertisers associated with Free Talk Live. You could have been he- hearing, you know, whatever uh, source that uh, was, was broadcasting. You said Shoutcast. I don't know what that means. Um, you know, maybe they've got advertisers that are associated. Uh, there's a, a network. There are local stations. There are all kinds of people that have their own advertisers. And we have no control you'll over know, what they put on our show. Yeah, you'll know that I voice okay. the ad and that I know something about that advertiser if I voice it. But yeah, just because you hear an ad that is somehow associated with a free talk live if you watch our cam an ad comes up for something before the the cam From comes stream, on yeah. we have no idea who those folks are and no control over that content either and i believe that's the same is true for the cam and the chat page and when it comes down to it i'm not your mama and i'm not going to be able to to haul your butt out of whatever fix that some advertiser might have put you in I got. I can't do it. I certainly. I certainly appreciate the phone call, though, and I think I would encourage you oh, to, talk to, about... to go um, try, try to figure out who the advertiser actually is is advertising with, and contact them with your concerns. Because yes, if I heard a payday lending place, I, I don't support predatory lending. I don't think it's a good idea. And if I felt important, I felt it was an important enough issue to pick up the phone, I would follow it through and complain to the station if it's a local radio station you're listening to. Or even if it's an online provider. Yeah, I think it's important to have ads that are of a quality, you know, that are of companies that are at least reputable. I mean, whether or not well, I Well, if understand- they do what they say they're going to do, then they're reputable. My question, my, my point is that payday well, loans they're offering help a questionable people. Product. If no, they're offering a it's questionable not a questionable product. product. It's exactly what well, you it said you're supposed to get. I'm with Ian. I, and and here's, here's the thing. With the reverse mortgages and with the payday loans... No one is and no one is holding a gun to another person's head to enter into the contract. You know what? If I am broke and I'm desperate, I don't need to go to a payday loan place. No one is forcing me to. But the it's comes back to what Mark had said earlier. You need to educate yourself. And and I would I would start talk to your friends. Talk to people who you think talk to your mother, your father, your 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 friends' parents and and say, "You know what? This really isn't a good idea." And and extend yourself and offer if you can to help them if they they may feel that this is their only option. If they feel that they have a metaphorical gun pointed to their head and they're in a moment of desperation, that's what I would do. I mean, there have been times when I have uh, refused advertising on this program. Sure, same here. Simply because I don't feel comfortable uh, with it. But there are also borderline things where I'm like, eh, you know, well, I don't know about necessarily how I feel about the product. I don't have to love the product to necessarily put it on the air uh, because people want to get out. They want to get their message out. I think there's something to be said for vetting and, you know, checking and seeing what it is that you're, who it is you're dealing with and what it is they're offering. Uh, but at a, at a certain point, whether I, whether I would use the product or not shouldn't factor into it. Like, for instance, you know, I'm not an outdoor sports person, but we still advertise Man, Man Venture. Yeah, um, and you've got some uh, stuff from there that you really like that right, I mean, you use indoors. There's a knife set that I use indoors, and it's great. Uh, but, you know, I'm not an outdoor sports person. I can't endorse probably a half the products in their uh, in their inventory, but that's okay. And aside from that, because it is buyer you beware. You camp out at uh, Porkfest once a year. That's true. Um, but but okay, aside I from- agree that it's buyer beware, but, but I have a separate question. 
and, and on, I think it's valuable the, for you to talk about these things too. Options: the broadband streams, the sixty-four, the mid-range, and the low-range. Yep. Y'all don't have control over that advertising for that either. Well, it depends. Uh, so there's, as Mark was explaining, there are different people advertising on things. So we have a network that sell has their own sales department, and they sell advertisements. And then Mark is uh, the salesman for this show. So if you're listening on the broadband stream, you're probably hearing both of those types of uh, commercials. And obviously, we can't take any responsibility for what uh, what the network decides to put on the air. I mean, they they're covering their costs to get this show distributed across uh, you know 100 plus different radio stations. And we have no control over it. Whatever. Right. I mean, Free Talk Live could tell everybody to go take a walk, but remember that there are radio stations out there where people are listening. That uh, you know, nine minutes out of every hour, we they've have got no ads. No idea. So, I mean, do we tell? everybody to take a walk because everybody who advertises on free talk live must be vetted and approved by ian and mark because and we get the golden ftl symbol or whatever you know we're unable to do that it would be incredibly uh impossible it would be impossible uh to try to control our stations like that uh to where you know we're telling our stations yeah you can air free talk live so long as we get to vet all of your commercial inventory i mean how micromanaged would that be and it would be insane because no radio station would, with yeah. the, in their right mind, would take our show. So, hope that clears a few things up for you, Crichton. But I, I appreciate you bringing up the issue. I mean, I'm, I'm more than yeah, happy I'm to talk. I'm glad that people got to hear about it. Right, right. I'm more than happy to talk about issues. And obviously, we didn't block your call or anything like that. So, thanks for the call. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up what you want. Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. You may take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 855-453-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the various features that await you there. Again, freetalklive.com. As we launch here into the second hour of the show, you can actually control the content on the website, by the way. If you find something online that you think is interesting, you'd like to share it with our listeners and share it with us, you can go and submit it as show prep, and then it'll appear on the site in the upcoming stories queue, where you can then vote on various different items and the most voted up. Make it to the front page and the top of the site. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Nami. And Mark. Once again, 855-450-FREE is the number here. Let's go to Matt, listening in Illinois. Uh, Matt, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Uh, I wanted to give you an update on what was going on with the PayPal censorship situation. PayPal censorship. Which one? I mean, because they've they've done a lot of censoring. So uh, which specifically are you referring to? Well, I was talking about the uh, the indie books, the uh, Smashwords and other indie book uh, publishers that uh, they were going to refuse to take money on if they were uh, publishing uh uh, erotica books and um, incest, rape, and uh, bestiality. No, wait, was it? I thought it was just rape, bestiality, and incest. Is it all erotica or just like the, 
the unusual stuff? It was just those three. Okay, got it. And um, and so the idea was the, PayPal was going to refuse doing business with them if they didn't change their content provisions. Correct. Got it. And, and as of last week on the 13th, and uh, I was away, so I, I didn't know that, or I couldn't call, but as of uh, the 13th of this month, PayPal has reversed that. Oh, wow. So the, now, Why do you, you think that is? Yeah, what happened? <laughs> I'm stunned. That was the pressure that was put on by the groups, the, indus- the industry groups mm-hmm. that have, have sprung up, um, and the authors themselves and their readers uh, all band together, and they, they wrote letters, and they um, cried and screamed and yelled at uh, PayPal that they didn't like what was going on. Wow. And they were in negotiations with them, and PayPal decided that maybe this wasn't such a good business move after all. I'm, a, I'm pretty amazed by that because PayPal is, is such a behemoth of a corporation. I mean, they, they handle a lot of money. Uh, usually a, a company like that could just you know brush off a few accounts and say, no big deal. We'll be all right if we don't have this bookseller or this book publisher uh, company. But I guess in this case, uh, they, there were enough people speaking up saying, hey, we're going to pull our account from, from you if you don't uh, change your behavior, don't change your policy. And what's really interesting is that it, it happened on such an obscure issue I mean, normally they can they can easily take out the fringe, right? Because uh, I mean, if, let's admit, right? I mean, the the, the people that the are reading these the books, fringe. the people that are reading these books are it's fringe fringe material here, and uh, so it's good to know that enough people were were willing to stand up for these folks. I mean, th- there's probably not a real big bestiality industry association, so I mean, this is likely you're you're just saying it's just the book publishing folks that got behind this, just on the freedom of speech basis, and said, hey, this is not right. Uh, you shouldn't have any business telling us what we can and can't sell. Well, well, that's well correct. I'm going to stop you there because I don't think PayPal really has an obligation to do business with anyone. They are a privately held company. Of course not, company. sure, but they want money, don't they? So, like, if they want money, then they should do business with people. If if they want money, they can they can still, as an entity, stand up and choose to do business with organizations or or people as as they see fit. I, I mean, I don't I don't want to say that. I don't want this to be taken as as some sort of indictment of of people who are into bestiality. But uh, you know, if PayPal as a organization is not willing to participate in a transaction with folks who are interested in that sort of stuff, I I'm completely up for PayPal to say, you know what, I don't want to. We as well, a company are not going to do business with. When you, you think of bestiality, and when I think of bestiality, we're thinking of one thing. However, when they mention, I can think of a couple different. They things. mention uh, incest and all these other things, and I'm I'm the what John Irving, the author who did the World According mm-hmm. to Garp, be familiar with him. He also wrote a book called the Hotel Hotel New Hampshire. Familiar with it? Yeah. In that book, the main character near the end, uh, you know, he's had some kind of love affair with his sister, and they end up having sex, and it you know kind of talks about at the end you know what how this was affected them neg- negatively and that kind of thing but this was a book about incest he took on a tough topic and he you know frankly when i watched i read it i i felt that it was handled well and would hotel new hampshire strange that i read this book 20 years before moving here um <laughs> would this book be banned as a result and now when i'm thinking of you know banning uh, people purveying incest i'm thinking of something entirely different than i would with uh, a book like hotel new hampshire or you know some of the other books that have dealt with these things but this is the slippery slope argument some executive who's never read a book never experienced it says oh this is about bestiality yeah 
can it? And they don't lose anything. So I agree, Nemi, with where you're coming from. I, I get that. Like, yeah, they're a private company. They can do business with whoever they want. As but, can as can the uh, it goes. The opposite is true as right. well. And that's why I'm happy to see this happen because I'd rather see PayPal just be a, a payment transaction company and not worry about what it is they're doing transactions for. Hey, we just transfer payments. We don't care what you're what you're doing with the with our service. I'd rather that 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 would be what I would prefer to see from PayPal as a customer. I would rather my businesses that I'm doing business with not become my government. Right. And uh and so therefore I'm elated to hear that from a free speech perspective these companies got behind the fringe authors because it would have mm-hmm. been easy for these companies to say yeah, we want to still deal with PayPal, so get out of here. Yeah. Uh, and the, and they didn't do that. And Matt, that's why I'm I'm really glad to hear this. Yeah, um, and you know, it's an interesting argument that you guys are having, but I I really believe that this wasn't just the, the French people that were writing. This was a lot of people who understand. Oh, yeah. no, that's what I'm saying. It couldn't have been. Us, it couldn't have just been the French people. No, and I think that a lot of the people that were attacked here understand the whole, not only the slippery slope, but in, in my opinion, PayPal isn't a, uh, uh, a privately owned organization like you say. It's 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 part of the uh, the the establishment uh, uh, banking industry, and it's not well only because it was forced on them. They well, they yeah. were coerced into joining. <laughs> they, the- they got pretty good at it. I'll tell you that. Yeah, um, so I think that there's a lot more people that understand the issues of free speech than you might think. And, you know, they don't want to walk down that path. And Mark, Mark's right about um, certain books that are, you know, that aren't what what you think when you think about bestiality or incest or anything. Uh, as it was pointed out, um, you know, I have a succubus in one of my books. Is that... Is that uh, uh, necrophilia? I don't think so. No, no, she's a demon, not undead. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, right. Matt, thanks for sharing that news. Anything else on your mind tonight? Nope, that was it. All right, appreciate you up, uh, updating us on that. Sex with demons? Okay. Sex with zombies? Not, not okay. okay. <laughs> hmm. 1-855-450-3733. You can bring oh, sex with zombies. This is well this oh, is the You the, thought about it too, didn't you? There just you know what what is the rule number 34 on the internet? It's out there. Don't worry. If well, yeah, if you can think of it, it there's, already, there's, there's, there's porn, of it, porn of it on the internet and uh, you know, I mean these these aren't my things by any stretch of the imagination, but I know that once you pass these rules whatever they might be, somebody is going to get screwed. And that's what's going to happen. Just because I've got in my book a rape scene, and that's that rape was included in this, because mm-hmm. it's not prurient rape, I don't know. I mean, who gets to decide? Who draws the line? Because there's a rape uh, scene in my book. I've written about it. Is and, PayPal going to start auditing the uh, the material? No, they're no, not. They're just going to they're just going to uh, x something out that uh, somebody's complained about. So you somebody has a vendetta against you for whatever reason, they complain to PayPal, and bam, your book's taken off. All right, so toll-free number here tonight, 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Still to come here uh, this evening, you, I believe, um, Nemi, you want to tell us about a caller to a radio station or a radio show. Yeah, who was arrested. criminally charged. Yeah, after sharing her tale of avoiding jury duty. Let's talk about that on the way here. And then there's actually other radio-related news. Uh, 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. Plus... 
people behave socially and well even without rules, according to a study over at physorg.com. Science, physics, and such. 855-450-FREE. Still plenty of time for you and your thoughts as well. You can bring up whatever's on your mind and take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. You can bring up anything you want. 1-855-450-3733. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. Nami. And Mark. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that await you. We've got all kinds of stuff there. Archives are included. So if you've missed a moment of the show, you can just go click and download over at freetalklive.com. They go all the way back to late 2006. Totally free for you. Bitcoins are the world's first potentially anonymous digital cash. With Bitcoins, there are no contracts to sign or terms of service to abide by. Anyone can download the free Bitcoin software and be using them just a few minutes. With Bitcoins, you can send and receive money anywhere in the world without needing the permission of any bank or government. To learn how, visit weusecoins.org. It's WeUseCoins.org. And now, thanks to BitInstant.com, you can have Bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank. To buy your Bitcoins with cash, visit BitInstant.com. All right. Once again, the toll-free number is 855-450-FREE. Uh, still to come here uh, this evening, radio, uh, some interesting radio news, and we'll, uh, we'll share that with you. But first, related to radio, there's somebody who called a radio station or a show of some sort, and uh, ended up getting arrested for their efforts. It's uh, what happened. AM eight fifty KOA out of Denver, Colorado. Um, the The lesson is: if you found a creative way to avoid jury duty or committed another crime, keep it to yourself. The Denver District Attorney has charged a fifty four year old woman with two felonies for allegedly what? Two felonies for allegedly acting mentally unstable in order to avoid jury duty after she <laughs> shared her story on talk radio. This is an AM station in, in Denver. Wow. According to the arrest affidavit, an, an investigator with the DA's office was listening to the Dave Logan show on 850 KOA on October 11th when the hosts were taking calls on the topic of avoiding jury duty. One of the show's callers related an elaborate story of how she deliberately dressed in a disheveled and uncoordinated fashion with the intent of appearing mentally unstable, the affidavit states. The caller then indicated that her appearance had the desired effect as it drew stares from fellow jurors and she was ultimately excused by the judge in the courtroom. Hmm. Prosecutors say Cole called KOA using the name Shar from Denver and explained how she wore mismatched shoes, reindeer socks, and a shirt with the caption, Ask Me About My Best Seller, to court on June 28, 2011. She also left her hair in curlers and applied an excessive amount of makeup. When called for jury selection in a case that day, prosecutors say Cole told the judge she suffers from post-traumatic stress disorder from military service, was the victim of domestic violence, and had been homeless. She was immediately excused. An arrest warrant has been issued for Cole, who is expected to surrender and go through the booking process later this week. What? So 
she gave her real name on the air is what happened? Yeah. And they yeah. maybe they remembered her or something like that? Oh, like, well, oh, that lady? And right. And check the records? I'm just trying to figure out how they figured out who she was. Right. I'm not sure either. I, and actually, I need to correct it, Correct what I just said. She did not use her real name. Hmm. Wow. Maybe so they th- must have remembered her. And she any other detail so- that she, she, she gave so many details that he was able to right. match it up, go to work and match it up with a judge? Hey, that happened in this very courthouse, maybe. You know, the DA goes in right. and... Do you yeah. remember this lady? It was back when... Yeah. Remember that crazy chick? Yeah, I can hardly uh, imagine how they managed to figure it out, but shoot. Felonies. Can you believe that? I mean, look, this is... They take this stuff as seriously as draft dodging. I mean, that's what this is. It's a draft. There's no difference except for the amount of time period and the danger, I guess, that's involved. It is but, a draft. Uh, but it is – it's effectively – it's a draft. You are being told you get to – we're being, going to pluck you out of your life. You have a job. You have responsibilities. You've got people to take care of in your family. You've got X, Y, and Z that you're doing. Too bad. We're the government. We have a higher claim on you than you do on your own life. And you'll come at our beck and call and you'll do as we say. And if you try to get out of it, and we find out that you uh, were were scamming us, felony charges. You know, it, it, I wonder what it says about um, human uh, human behavior when these same people that are forced, and everybody knows you're forced to go to jury duty. I mean, you know, some people want to go more than others, no doubt about it. Right. But everybody knows you're forced to go. How? Why is it that those folks disproportionately find for the state? The same organization that forces them to go, they find in the cases for the state. You know, more than 99% of, fewer than, fewer than 1% of cases actually make it to trial is the best way to describe that. And of those 1% of cases, in the case of felonies, over 66% are found for the state. Now, to me, what that says is that there's a very large amount of people who didn't do what they were charged with doing in prison or jail, or found guilty in some way, shape, or form. I find it very difficult to imagine that all the uh, the, the, the innocent people, I mean, you'd think if you were innocent, you would take your case to trial, but I know a lot of people who choose just to take whatever the plea bargain is um, in well, order to I get mean, out of it. 99 point whatever percent of people, or like 98 percent of people take the plea deal. You'd think that guilty people would take the plea deal and the innocent people would go to trial, but it's less than 1 percent. Are you telling me the cops that are that efficient? And of that 1 percent, 66 percent are found guilty. Well, here here's the thing, and a friend of mine is going through this right now, actually, is if you don't take the plea deal they actually come hard come down yep. harder that's on what you. happened to yeah, me. They'll, they'll give you larger sentences that's and right. they'll pile the charges up on you that's because right. they'll say they'll pile 10 charges on you and say look you're facing 150 years for walking against that stoplight yeah. and um then you'll be like what i'll tell you what you pay a fine of 400 dollars for crossing the street when you shouldn't have and you write out a, a little letter here saying that you're sorry, and then we'll drop those other nine charges, and you just give us the check, and you're home free, or whatever. That's right. right. I, I was actually just on last night on Reentry Radio, which is a, a show that's online uh, that is hosted by some, I guess, well, they had the lady on. I, for, for a while, I thought she was the host of the show, but I, I think she was just a guest like I was on it. Uh, but Susan Burton, who was the woman that was interviewed by the New York Times author, who we read this article on the air, uh, I think a couple weeks ago. The article was take it to tr- take your case to trial, crash the justice system, and it was huge publicity for the idea of not taking the plea deal. And I reached out, uh, I, I reached out to her, 
and uh, received a contact back from an associate of hers who creates this radio show, Reentry Radio. It's about reentering society after being in prison. And uh, and so they were they wanted to talk about the uh, the, the plea deal and uh, the, the flyer that I have. Don't take the plea deal flyer. Uh, it was an hour of uh, really I think great conversation where they were very interested in what we were doing here and uh, because she was talking about in the New York Times piece the idea of people not taking the plea deal and doing it as an organized movement. And so that's why I got in touch with them to say, hey, this is already happening. It's happening here, and here's some of the tools that we're using to reach out to folks. And uh, so if you want to hear that interview, you can go to publicity.freetalklive.com. It should be the first entry when you go to publicity.freetalklive.com. It's very difficult, um, you know, measure to get uh, people to sort of cooperate together in that way because although – I see the value in it. And I really do. I think it'd be, I, I think that, frank, frankly, I think that plea bargains are of themselves an immoral disservice to the people that they're supposed to serve. If, uh, you know, I mean, plea bargains are only going to help guilty people and government bureaucrats who don't want to do their jobs. But, I, I, you know, it's like having a line of uh, soldiers out there. If you, uh, you know, if you run, you're going to survive. If you stand there and fight, you might die. If everybody stands there and fights, you have a much better chance of, uh, of making it. But if you're the only one standing there, you will surely die. So you have yeah. this prisoner's, prisoner's dilemma. dilemma. You know, you ask the question, Mark, why do juries rule in favor of the state? And I think that deserves a little bit more discussion. Absolutely. So let's come back with that here in a moment. At 855-453, as a woman that has been charged with felony counts... Of I don't know what's what are they called dodging perjury jury perjury in the first degree and attempt to influence a public servant. Wow, more coming up here. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Talk live. Dial in toll free and bring up what you want. 855 450 free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. You'll find lots of features waiting for you there. Go and get interactive. You can uh, hop on into our chat room, which is built into the same page as the webcam. Go to cam.freetalklive.com to see and do that for free, of course. That's cam.freetalklive.com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship we have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. I get it. It's freedomsphoenix.com. All right. So we continue here. Uh, we'll, of course, take your calls about whatever you want. But we're on an, an issue that was brought up by a story regarding – and you actually read a correction during the break. It was apparently the judge himself. Herself. Herself. Yes. Excuse me. Who heard, heard the radio show. Lady yeah. calling a radio show, KOA out of Denver, huge radio station. I think that's a 50 kilowatt. Uh, so as big as they get. It's in the low end of the dial. And uh, they, they heard this, uh, the, the judge heard this woman call in saying that she'd basically made up a ruse 
to uh, to get out of jury duty. She came as crazily looking as she possibly could, wore some nutty stuff, extra makeup, messed up hair, you know, messy clothing, etc. And then told stories about how she had PTSD from being in the military. And apparently these things just aren't true. Domestic violence or whatever. Yeah. Right. And then she was excused from jury duty. And she's admitting to all of this on the radio station there. That's right. The judge hears it, apparently remembered who she was. And went to the clerk's office and said, "Hey, what was the name of that lady that so and so and did all this way back when?" Because uh, she, you know, she apparently made a bit of a scene, so she was very memorable. And then she jogged uh, the judge's memory, her memory, when uh, she was listening to it. And now That's she's right. been charged with felony counts of what was it? Perjury. Oh goodness, it's perjury in the first degree and attempt to influence a public servant. Well, she was successful. Yeah, lying to a judge. So they're coming after her, and she's talking about turning herself in, and I think it's just horrible. I mean, I get it, man. You don't want to go to jury duty. I understand. Well, if we could touch on that for a little bit. I A few years ago, I was, what are you, called into a pool for, for jury That's duty. Correct. And at the time, I was not working. I had just um, left my, my previous employer, and I could have used income and and you know the economy of the job market here has really Even if not it was been 15 great bucks a day or you know whatever. 15 bucks a day that's food that's something barely. it's it's gas but uh, you, yeah. you know barely but yeah it's it's income it'll keep gas in your car and food in your mouth and you know i just day. think of for that particular day and i just think you know why people can't volunteer to be in a pool or be, right. you know, and we have so many unemployed. They don't want the people to volunteer. Well, well, I understand why they wouldn't want a person to volunteer, mm-hmm. but you know, maybe if you looked at it from from a okay, here I am, I'm unemployed, and then you get put, you pick your your pool from people who are necessarily unemployed, uh, versus going in and and people I know who have been called for jury duty with jobs, it really they're out for three to six weeks. You know, well, it depends. I think that um, the, the problem, you know, what the government wants is somebody suppose that they can uh, say, hey, look, they're not associated with the government in any way, shape or form. But frankly, they're completely un- people all over those juries untrained. Well, yes, but they're not judicial people. OK, you know, because that matters, because supposedly the judicial branch is somehow separate, even though they're getting their paychecks from the same entities. Right. You know, they're separate. Well, let me tell you, I didn't feel good about having government people on my jury. Yeah, I I wouldn't want them on mine either. I right. would think that that uh, you know, to me that sounds like um, you know a conflict of interest. But you know, they're completely untrained. What in the world is it? What in the world are untrained people ma- deciding someone's fate for? Is frankly what I wonder. Well, the uh, idea is supposed to be a jury. Of I know your what peers, the idea is. Right now, whether they are actually your peers or not is a whole other question. In some cases, you'll have uh, a black guy being judged by an entirely white jury. Uh, and uh, in some cases, you'll have people that are very elderly on the jury judging a young person. I mean, these are not uh, necessarily these folks' peers. And uh, so they, they force people into jury duty. They don't want to be there. And that gets us back around to the question of why do juries rule in favor of the state? Overwhelmingly so. This is the question you asked in the last segment, Mark, and I think it deserves a little bit of, uh, of digging. One, because you're on, you're, you're on the state's turf, so obviously they must know what they're doing. Well, right. They're influential and uh, they intimidate and they believe you – know, right, the jury believes that they know what they're talking about. These are the professionals. The judge wouldn't lie to us. He's a man in a robe and he says we have to judge the facts in the case. We have to judge the facts in the case. And a lot of the cases that are that are taken to uh, you know the jury level, some of them are violent crimes, in which case I don't have a problem with them being convicted. Uh, but some of them might be like drug crimes, so-called crimes, where there actually aren't victims. But in those cases, they may have them 
dead to rights. I mean, they may have uh, real solid evidence that they were possessing cocaine. And uh, if the jury doesn't know about jury nullification, their right as to use their conscience and vote not guilty based on how they feel, then they're going to do what the judge tells them to do. And even if they do know about jury nullification, as we've seen, most of the time they do what the judge tells them to do anyway. And I think that the factor there is they know if they find the person guilty, they get to go home right away. And uh, and so juries tend to lean towards believing that the person is a criminal, believing that, you know, the the person has done something wrong. And so to be the handful or the one person that goes against everybody else who's saying that the person's guilty is uh, a very uncomfortable situation for human beings. For instance, if you look at uh, different psychological studies that have been done, there's the one where people draw lots uh, from the you know, from the surveyor's hand and uh, then they they compare the lengths of their lot. Uh, or the straw or whatever, and each of these straws is the same length except for one or whatever, and the the one person with the different length straw will be the last person to go around on the people who are, are you know, I guess revealing their straw. Is it is they're basically asked, is that the same length as the other straw? And they'll say it is. After, they've, after it's been around, like all 12 people have said, yes, mine's the same length. Yes, mine's the same length. Even though the person is not holding a straw of the same right. length, they'll say so theirs was the same length. There are 11 Confederates right. saying, uh, you know that you know telling fibs about which one's longer and then the person at the end of the the story is like uh yeah i see the same thing right you what see. they said right. yeah so I, I don't think i did a very good job recounting that particular study but there are different right. sorts of studies ask like yourself that. this if you were um you know if if you were in a group of 12 people and there was a person in it that wasn't in on the joke and everybody kept saying that color's blue when it was green what's that, it gonna, they do that one too i think what's it gonna do to that person that's in the group you know, it's difficult to say different personalities are going to do different things, but I'll tell you what you're not going to get out of it is justice. Right. And then or, go back fairness and go back to the Milgram study as well, which is a classic uh, psychological authority a study on how humans respond to authority. And you can dig into this one. It's been done in so many different ways and repeated over and over again. This is this is ironclad science uh, that uh, you got somebody in a white lab coat telling someone to zap another person in the other room up to the maximum level that a machine can zap them. Essentially, the whole thing's a setup. There's not actually somebody being zapped in the other room. They're just an actor. But whenever they get a word pairing wrong, they're supposed to be punished uh, for it by the person who's being uh, subjected to the study. And the person will go all the way to the maximum, the supermajority of the time. They'll go all the way to the maximum just on the basic say-so of someone who's perceived as a position of authority. If the person is not perceived of as an authority, if they're not wearing a lab coat, if they're just another study participant encouraging them, then they don't go as far. So uh, it's the it's that uh, idea of authority. And of course, the man in the robe is seen as the ultimate authority. He's he's sitting above everyone. He's the judge. I mean, he couldn't get to that judge position. He's the only one allowed to wear some stupid black muumuu. Right. It, you know, I mean, he, anybody else would be laughed out of uh, the room. Right. But because this person in you know, England, they wear a silly a wig. wig, too. Right. So people see the information that is being imparted by that man as, well, better. Yes. It's more reliable. It's it's more true. And, of course, we know the same thing happens with police officers. And so these are some of the reasons why juries are going to find in favor of the state. The deck is stacked against you, even uh, as, in, in every way possible. 
And sometimes the judges are the juries themselves. You know, I just don't see how the state can bring charges and then have the state preside over the state's proceedings in the state's building. And then anybody thinks for any second that there's going to be something like a fair trial. Two wolves deciding what's for dinner. That's right. Two wolves and a sheep. Two wolves and a sheep deciding what's for dinner. We'll continue with you and your thoughts. You're welcome to uh, discuss the court situation or whatever it is that's on your mind. You can take control of the airwaves at 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want toll-free at 855-453. SACL CAI toll-free line joining you in the studio tonight. It's Ian. Nami. And Mark. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features. That'll eat you there. And if you like, you can help support the show. Shop with us over at shop.freetalklive.com. You enter Amazon through the links you'll find there. And Free Talk Live gets a portion of your purchase. So whatever it is you're looking to buy, Amazon might just sell it. They sell a whole lot of stuff in dozens of categories, used and brand new items. And, of course, free super saver shipping on a whole lot of their new items. So get your shopping taken care of. Start it through shop.freetalklive.com, and Free Talk Live will get a cut. That's shop.freetalklive.com. You've read in the news where people don't have wills or they don't have living wills, whatever the situation might be, where they're incapacitated or, you know, deceased and can't uh, you know decide how their family their their remains or their families are going to be taken care of with their um, you know their, their, their goods and that they're leaving behind you know you can you can take care of all this by getting a will you can go to legalzoom.com it's fast it's easy I've done it I did it with legalzoom and you can just use coupon code FTL at legalzoom.com get your will taken care of whether it's uh, you know a will living trust, register a trademark, uh, whatever it is that you need to do, the common legal documents that you need to do, uh, LegalZoom can take care of it. It's coupon code FTL, LegalZoom.com. All right, we continue. We'll take your calls about what you want. Nate is listening in Dallas. Nate, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Nemi, and Mark. Hi, guys. Hey, Nate. What's on your mind? Oh, I wanted to talk to you guys about that jury selection. About nine months ago, I got a speeding ticket here in Texas, and I'm a truck driver. Mm-hmm. And I took it all the way to a jury trial because... Wow. Well, well, hold on. Before you go on, I, I need to explain this to, to people just a little bit. Truck drivers and their licenses, it's the it's their living. So a speeding ticket to you and I, it's one thing. These guys are spending all day, every day, and they're really at the, the mercy of the converse, commercial divisions of uh, of law enforcement out there. So how they do, have to take them to trial. Hang on. How do you get a jury trial on a speeding ticket? A lot of fighting and a lot of money. That's right. Well, I get, went... I, it took them like nine months before I ever got to see a judge. That's is it something long- that they could, that you can do in uh, Texas? Because I don't believe that's possible here in New Hampshire. Uh, yeah. Well, a lot of people don't realize that in Texas, the speed the speed limit is not a law; it's a suggested speed. Really, it's a guideline. Yeah, yeah it's a guideline. So a lot of your a lot of people that are driving cars instead of trucks because we're under so much scrutiny as it is uh, being truck drivers, but a car can say okay it's a nice sunny day there's no one on the road say they're doing 75 and a 65 they can take that to court and challenge it and say well in Texas there's no speed limit law it's a suggested speed. 
Incredible. Why do they call it a limit? <laughs> I have no idea. All right. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so you won based on saying did you you win you won based on telling uh, the jury that uh, the speed limit is a suggested speed. Uh, partially that, and that the minimum fine that they could fine me was one dollar. Okay. okay. Well, before that, the DA placed uh, uh, it was uh, an agreement that I wouldn't use my job to sway the jury. Well, this is about my job. Why wouldn't I want that backing me up? Well, what was he going to offer to you if you uh, agreed to that? Yeah, he wanted me to say that I wouldn't bring up my job to the jury uh, to help my case. And did he offer anything in return? Like, you know, is he just coming to the table and saying, I don't think you should do this? <laughs> well, well it, make sure that he's not re- referred to as the prosecution, the state, or anything else that uh, might indicate his job. Yeah, then, then so I didn't agree to that. So they uh, postponed the trial another two weeks. Huh. Because they had failed, to let, they didn't build any evidence against me that said I was speeding on that particular day. That's amazing. Well, That's uh, definitely something Texas has going for thee. If you can get a speeding ticket jury trial, how many places is that possible? I've never heard uh, of it before. I'm not for sure, but uh, this is how I make my living, and this is how I feed my family. So, so you I'm won. Gonna... I mean, they found you not guilty? Yep. The jury found right. me not guilty. Now, did you actually go in and, and show them the ordinances or state laws that establish this as a guideline and not the speed limit? Yeah, I had hired a lawyer. Uh, this was before I actually started listening to y'all's program, and y'all support that uh, be your own lawyer in court. So I don't have yeah. to pay for one. Mm-hmm. Jurisdictionary dot com. What do you? Th- I mean, you know, did you did you feel you got your money's worth with the lawyer? Oh, well, he only charged me two hundred and fifty bucks, hey. and it's a long, drawn out process. All right, but I the jury can't argue with that <laughs> for for a lawyer. That's pretty good. Yeah, no, he was and he was very good at what he does. Uh. But it took the jury nine hours in deliberation for a speeding ticket. That's crazy. You know, you can see, you know, they were arguing like somebody was, you know, the the, the, likely it was uh, the majority was wanting to go with guilty and then the minorities holding out. And you can see why the minority would uh, change their opinion in a lot of cases. I'm glad they didn't in this circumstance. Well, you don't know, Mark. It could have been anything. It could have been the reverse. I mean, a lot of people get speeding tickets. Maybe they were like, yeah, let's set this guy free. And then there was only one or two people on the jury that said, well, no, I've had to pay my speeding ticket, so uh, he should have to pay his. That's very true. And well, what happened in that ninth hour? What was the what was the final thing? Did somebody need to pee or were, did they just want to go home? You know, they were worn down. You can usually down, pee if you're you know. in the jury. So oh, that's good. Well, they, they'd come out and, you know, they give the verdict. They didn't actually read it. They gave it to the judge to read and the judge read not guilty. But the problem was is during jury selection, four, it was a nine jury panel. Uh, then each the DA and my lawyer got three strikes. Mm-hmm. They could strike out three members. That's how it goes. Well, three of the members on the panel were police officers' wives. Mm, oh boy, that should be immediately oh. disqualified. As far as I'm concerned, nobody who works for the state or live, you know, as is a dependent of somebody who works in the state should be even eligible. You should propose that as legislation, Mark, because it's a good idea, yeah. but it's not that way. Uh, Nate, that's a very interesting story. Anything else you want to share? Uh, no, thanks, guys. Thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. And this is a question I have for anyone in Texas. Did you know this? 
why aren't people in Texas taking speeding tickets to jury trials left and right? Well, we don't know that necessarily that this is true. This is one man's interpretation of the law. I'm I'm very interested in it, mm-hmm. but well, I mean, you know, I have no reason to disbelieve Nate. I mean, that doesn't mean he's right or wrong. I mean, well, I'm not calling to the, the man trial. a liar. I'm he, so, what? There are I mean, people have right. gotten off for all kinds of no, things. No, what I'm saying is it's a jury trial for a speeding ticket. Obviously, he's not. I don't think he's lying about that. I'm not. Right? I, I he don't. was there. He went to the trial. It was a jury. As so soon as words, is this your first day in radio? As, sort, as soon as word spreads that this is an effective defense, they'll change the they'll law. Change the law, sure. But why not try it now? Why aren't people out there taking the speeding tickets to trial? 855-450-FREE. Is there something I'm missing? Is there like court costs? Is that why people are like, well, I don't want to take it to trial because they're going to charge me $400 in court costs? Is that the factor here? Or is it just the hassle of taking the day off from work and going to wait and then waiting for the jury trial? Usually, yeah, there's you know? that. I'd like to point out why I think that uh, there was more people going for a guilty than otherwise. Because a person, because the, the not guilties have the advantage. It ha- they uh, In a criminal case, somebody has to be found guilty by every one of those nine people on that jury panel. Right. So so the not guilties have an advantage when they're talking about a fewer number of guilty people in the room. But look, we've already won. The man's going to be, you know, it's going to be a hung jury unless you come down with whatever opinion that we've got. We, we're, we've already won. Mm-hmm. So um, therefore, that's why the guilties would be more, they'd be uh, more likely to change their opinion in that cir- circumstance. Your Just thoughts are welcome at 855-450-FREE. Again, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And, and maybe you live in Texas and you know a little bit more about how their system works. I'm going to bet it's court costs. That's why people don't do this because that's a real it's a pain factor. to deal with uh, you know speeding tickets and stuff, especially like for one sure. I'll do I'll do it if it's relatively close to where I live just because I think that people should take things to trial right mm-hmm. and therefore I'm going to take things to trial. But if it's 50 miles from where I live, I'm not going to spend that kind of time. I'm just going to give them the money and uh, be have done them go with away. it. Absolutely, absolutely. I have. Uh, a few parking tickets that are coming up. I have one in Concord and one in Manchester. Are you going to go? Oh, absolutely. And I have um, tickets that uh, two I got with you, Ian, that are coming up that are going to trial Mm -hmm. and two more for um, on inspection that need to go to trial. And so I think the biggest hassle for me uh, in requesting a jury trial or excuse me, requesting a hearing court date is that they schedule it so far out right now. I'm scheduling into August. Yeah. Yeah, I have I have a, a parking ticket that I'm going to have to go to court on next month because I take everything, including five dollar parking tickets, right. to court, and I don't remember anything about this. You know, I'm going to have to put together my questions. I have no idea what happened. Toll free number here eight five five four fifty free. The SACL CAI toll free line. Load up the court system, take stuff to trial, and make them prove it. They probably will prove it, but at least you made they them do it. They won't prove it. They'll just get uh, a well, ruling in their case. Yeah. Right. They'll, they'll prove it to their satisfaction. Uh, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Still plenty of time for you to take control of the airwaves. Next, Hour 3 is on the way. Free Talk Live. I am so excited about Porkfest this year. Porkfest? What's that? It's the Porcupine Freedom Festival, a fun and educational camping event put on every summer by the Free State Project. This year it's going to be happening June 18th to the 24th at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire. Okay, I like camping and I definitely like freedom, but my budget is tight. Tickets are only $30 for the whole week if you get them before May 1st. 
Well, that sounds reasonable, but what goes on there? <laughs> what doesn't go on at Porkfest? There are speakers, family fun, dance parties, karaoke, a comedy roast, hiking, campfires, sports, a wedding, and all kinds of delicious food. But the part that I like best is spending time with other people who love freedom. Hmm, that's sounding pretty good to me. Where can I go to learn more? Check out Porkfest.com and make sure you spell pork like a porcupine. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Like what you see? Looks like a blast. Okay, I'm in. See you at Porkfest. While you're there, check out how you can become a VIP, very important porcupine, for a modest donation. See you at Porkfest. This is Free Talk Live, the toll-free number here for you, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features on the site, so enjoy those. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. Here tonight, it's Ian. Nami. And Mark. So we were talking about uh, radio a little bit uh, not too long ago. We're going to get into a little bit more about uh, the business because it looks like the FCC's made a decision that some people are saying is going to give uh, bring more diversity to the airwaves, going to bring, uh, I guess, uh, more independently owned radio stations on the air. And we'll see we'll, we'll see what the details are on that here in a little bit. Also, fizzorg.com reporting that... People behave socially and well without rules, according to a study. Fundamentally, people behave in a social and rather compassionate and good way rather than aggressively, even without specified rules. That's the result of a study from the Institute of Science of Complex Systems at the MedUni Vienna under the leadership of Stefan Thurner. They analyzed the behavior of more than 400,000 participants of the virtual life game Partis on the Internet. The findings are that only 2% of all actions are aggressive, even though the game would make it easy for warlike attacks with spaceships, for example. Millions of human interactions were assessed during the study, which included actions such as communication, founding and ending friendships, trading goods, sleeping, moving, however also starting hostilities, attacks, and punishment. The game does not suggest any rules, and everyone can live with their avatar uh, like it's a game character, as the article points out, in a virtual world, as they choose. And the result of this is not anarchy. Now, when he says anarchy, he means chaos, uh, says Thurner. The participants organize themselves as a social group with good intents. Almost all of the actions are positive. The interactions were fed into an alphabet by the researchers, similar to how the genetic code of DNA was decoded 15 years ago. From this, we get a pattern which reflects how people tick. However, there's quite a high potential for aggression. So, for example, if a negative action is inflicted, the probability that the player will subsequently also act aggressively shoots up more than tenfold, even to about 30%. Thurner and his team were also able to present by means of the pattern that the whole game is a reflection of reality. They say that, for example, we could adopt measured values one-for-one for communication networks. A further measurement is that almost no one has more than 150 friends, the so-called Dunbar's number, regardless of whether in the real or the virtual world. The study has now been published in a special journal, PLOS 1. A long-term aim is to detect phase transitions in societies early on using these measurements and the behavioral patterns researched in the virtual world in order to be able to forecast group dynamic social processes, and to be able to react in the event of these cases in good time. 
says it's possible, for example, that through certain conditions, the aggression level that has increased tenfold remains extensively in place and therefore systematically for a longer time, which bears comparison with a drastic radicalization in societies. I have no idea what he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, I don't I didn't that didn't that didn't really come in. Um, you know, I didn't figure out what he was saying there. But, you know, is he saying that uh, aggression that has uh, you know been sort of systemic up till now breeds more aggression? It says here, a current example for such a phased transition in society has been the relatively surprising Arab Spring, with its many protests, uprisings, and revolutions, which, as is well known, were targeted against the ruling totalitarian regimes in many countries. So I I guess what they said here is, uh, if a negative action is inflicted, the probability that the player will subsequently also act aggressively shoots up more than tenfold, meaning violence begets violence. Yes, so that's what they're saying in not as many words as they blathered out there toward the end. Well, I'm not sure that uh, the Arab Spring is a good example because you're dealing with a you know this uh, social convention called government, whether or not um, you know it's, it's this this veil of legitimacy that the government has and how people are going to react to that. I'm of the opinion that you know obviously when somebody acts aggressively towards another individual there's there's going to be some kind of aggressive response to it whether it's just to subdue that person in order to prevent them from being harming other people or or whatever but when the government commits aggression against an individual it's very difficult to get the press or whomever on your side to make it make sense. If somebody aggresses against you, it's one thing. If the government aggresses against you, it's another thing entirely. So you're not talking about people. You're talking about people's belief in hats and badges and the things that go with government. Someone else to do their dirty work for them. Sure. So I think that... You know, I, I, I think that you're going to have to have in a situation where everybody is in this situation, uh, in this video game, everybody's equal. Never, everybody's not equal um, when it in comes to the dealing with the government. World. Right, which is why if you look at the game, it says that there's only 2% of the actions in the game that are aggressive, which if you take that 2% and you put them in a structure of power, and then they have people who are willing to follow their orders, like the military, for instance – then all of a sudden that 2% that is uh, making the aggressive choices in the world has their aggression amplified out, you know, a hundredfold or 2,000-fold or whatever. Right. So This this reminds me of, uh, it's not completely related, but it really reminds me of a story I heard many years ago about a teacher in Chicago who instituted a rule that, that said you can't say you can't play. So if two kids are playing and a third comes over and says they want to play too, the the original two can't say you you got to get lost you mm-hmm. had to include them so you can't say you can't play and it just to me it it's it seems to me like every group of people is going to establish their own set of of principles of of moral behavior uh, and whether or not that rule holds fast when when the group changes it, it, not, i'm not sure but i'm not i'm not sure it's accurate to say there are no rules at all because i think groups of people determine their their own kind of rules of interaction. Well, that's what they're saying. Here. Right. I mean, the, 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 well, the article. The, the game, the, 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 whatever the results of the game are, people are going to figure out, to some extent, you know, competition is going to kind of cause people to figure out the best way to play the game. Right. So whatever the parameters are, the parameters in life are different than the parameters of a game. So you've got to figure but out. But the best way to handle life is cooperation rather than fighting. That's what I think. Right. I would well, agree with that. Well, and that's what the game has revealed here as well. And there are a lot said. of people that go against that, though. The, you know, there are a lot of politicians out there that have managed to get and, and uh, very wealthy business people who have managed to get what they've got by lying, cheating, stealing and treating other people like they are. No doubt. Uh, but they're cattle. the one or two percent. Right. 
It's but, just that they have power, and which doesn't have that. There's hierarchical structure. But that wouldn't exist, exist in, in this in this game. Correct. So that you know, when you start everybody out on an even playing field, but the results have to be what the results are. If the game only rewards aggression, you're going to see a lot more aggression. If the game rewards cooperation you're going to see a lot more cooperation i I think they're the point here and i've never played the game so obviously i can't really comment for sure on what this is i've never heard of it either pardus is apparently what it's called Hmm. and uh you know the game allows you to do whatever you want so it doesn't say here that anything is rewarded or punished necessarily and so therefore you could attack other uh, other people but people don't is what the point of the article is here when they could be doing these aggressive actions and honestly do them in a in a way that it's a game so obviously you don't have to deal with real bloodshed or all the real hor- horrors that actually come with uh, real life aggression and even still you still only have 2 2% of people doing aggressive acts and one one of the games that i play there are actually areas in in the map where people have established non-aggressive areas of the map and they will aggressively defend themselves if they're attacked but people are just go in and they do their thing and they don't want to be bothered um and they've either networked uh through forums or whatnot but um to see to see that pop up it's there's no rule you have to aggress against someone in a war game that's true well, there are, I, you know, I've played games, uh, you know, on the PS2 and stuff like that. It's been a while since I picked mm-hmm. up a, a controller. But, um, you know, you essentially have to fight in order to progress. And being a Quaker, I often think about this. Uh, you know, what am, what am I doing in the game that reflects, reflects my, you know, real life? And, you know, I mean, if it's a game about fighting, you're not going to, if it's God of War, you're not going anywhere until you kill you some dead zombie Greek guys. Uh, Pardis is a free graphic-based massive multiplayer online browser game, also known as a persistent browser-based game, set in a futuristic universe. Traders, pirates, smugglers, and other pilots of various professions, races, and factions strive to gain wealth and fame in space. So it's uh, it's apparently completely free for you. They've got active characters, uh, 10, 000, 11,000 players and uh, currently so, what I'm trying to get across here, Ian, and I don't know if I'm getting it, uh, making it clear to you, is this all comes down to how the programmers program the game. If they wanted a peaceful, cooperative game, they left. They make the incentives for peace and cooperation. If they want a violent game, they make the incentives for violence. And so I don't know what this tells us about human behavior. Well, I, you know, this was a scientific uh, study that was done here, and so clearly, I would think they picked this this game. It's the scientists' view of the world—they programmed the world because it's an open kind of a game, at least as I understand it. Maybe you played it. Can explain. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keen. Keen is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest Liberty Forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. Toll-free number here tonight, 855-453. That allows you to take control of the airwaves here on Free Talk Live, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Give you the features on the site there, totally free, so enjoy those. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. This show is brought to you by The Free State Project. You can join together with other like-minded, liberty-oriented people and come to New Hampshire. Get active. 
Whatever that means to you. Maybe that means uh, doing politics or civil disobedience or creating media. It's all happening here because there are over a thousand people here now as part of the Free State Project. Nemi, you're a New Hampshire native. Yes, I am. Uh, but you've had this influx of uh, liberty-minded people coming in. Is it something that you consider uh, really pretty beneficial? Not always. Not always. <laughs> not always. What do you mean? Um, not, I don't always agree with uh, the activism that new folks have, have chosen as their path. It doesn't mean that... Um, I begrudge them their right to participate in or, or undertake any activities, but I'm I'm not sure that all of the activism has resulted in greater liberties. But I do respect the the ambition of folks who are looking to affect change in government. Do you feel like New Hampshire is better off or worse off today because of the Free State Project? Um, it's it's kind of a mixed bag. I I mean, there are definitely cases to be had on on both sides of that coin. So. In my opinion. Do you feel like it will be uh, better in the long run or that uh, the more people moving here is not necessarily a good thing? Uh, well, we have over the probably the past 25 to 30 years had an influx of folks who are um, from Massachusetts trying to escape big government in Massachusetts. So we've already been as, as natives, um, the folks who have been here all their lives have really been trying to fight against bigger government by folks who are fleeing bigger government who come to New Hampshire and don't like what they see. So here on the other side, we also have folks who are coming here trying to make smaller government or um, doing activism to uh, bring attention to issues that they they feel um, need attention. I, I I presume that's why folks undertake activism where they in areas where they believe there needs to be change. And I'm not sure that that's been particularly effective on all fronts. What do you think should be uh, done to make it more effective? Um. I'm not sure, since it's not my activism, but just as an outsider's point of view, I'm not sure that it's um, done that much that affects my life personally. Mm -hmm. Um, I do know that Seth Cohn uh, proposed this fantastic bill to ban marriages for left-handed folks, and that's in response to a recent um, that just actually failed in the House today an effort to repeal uh, same-sex marriage in New Hampshire. Right. The the bigots out there uh, wanted to put a stop to gay marriage That's in New right. Hampshire, and they failed miserably. There were over, I think it was, what, 211 to 100-something votes, yep. so overwhelming support for continuing gay marriage here in the uh, here in New Hampshire, which is great news. That's Once it right. becomes the status quo, it's the status quo, and, you know? And that's right. And and one of the folks, um, one of our legislators here in New Hampshire proposed uh, making amending this bill to ban uh, marriages for left-handed people, saying two left-handed people couldn't marry. And I thought that was absolutely brilliant. So there were protesters up in Con- Concord today, down with lefties, and uh, you mm-hmm. know. And I, I thought that was really a good example of um, activism that was effective and uh, witty and got the message across in in not an antagonistic kind of way. And I, I really you don't think the bigots would have been antagonized by that. Um. Well, I guess I guess it could be considered counter trolling. I mean, I've gone out and, and counter protested um, Westboro Baptist Church before. For sure, that's totally I, I, you trolling. know with holding a, a sign. I'm with stupid with the arrow yeah. on it. You know, so I, I I'm okay with with that. So I mean, as a New Hampshire native, do you think more people should move here, get active? Um, I don't know. Depends on who you are. Interesting. <laughs> it depends on who you are. Interesting. If you want to come here and make bigger government, that's going to infringe right, more I mean upon my want, life. I want people. That want, no. I mean, people that want more freedom. Yes, and yeah. willing to work. Because that's what the Free State Project right. is about. Is about people that love the ideas of liberty moving here and getting active. It's not the Free Lunch Project. 
uh, which you know that I think they chose another state like uh, California or something, Massachusetts, Mass- Massachusetts. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Hopefully, the free lunch project is far, far away from here. But, uh, but all that said, I think that uh, you know whether or not you agree with the different styles of activism that are going on here, there's more activism happening here than anywhere else I've ever heard of, as far as the ideas of liberty are concerned. And so, I would recommend if you love the ideas of freedom, go to freestateproject.org and learn more about it. Let's go to Kevin listening in Indy to WXNT. Kevin, you're on Free Talk Live. I was just calling tonight. Uh, I call periodically to check the pulse. And um, what's the what are you, is your opinion on the panel of how the country is going right now as far as the economy, how people feel? What, uh, any any thoughts? What happens to something after it's after it's in the crapper? goes goes into the septic field or goes into city sewer i mean it, it can't I, I would say it can't get any worse but it certainly can i keep an eye on the economy and people are buying more things um you know and and you know frankly that's how the economy is uh, based i mean one can say that the inevitability of the the, the fiat money cur- uh, you know system that we have created here on keynesian ex- economics is disaster but i don't know if that disaster is in the next two years it seems like there might be you know another dead cat bounce so i guess i'll answer that one too um i think that uh, government sucks and it has been uh, these government people have been aggressing for as long as i've been alive and every single administration builds off the tyranny the one prior to it uh, creates so a lot of people thought it couldn't get worse than George Bush, and then we have Barack Obama, and it's he's taken George Bush to you know the next level. Yeah, uh, there were people so. that wanted smaller government in the time of Nixon, but I mean government's grown exponentially in in my lifetime. Yeah, so does that answer your question, Kevin? Uh, and what I would like to throw in is the the first answer I think is prevailing opinion of most people: perception is reality, and reality is perception. And the majority of the people I speak to, we just came off St. Patty's Day, which is one of the biggest drinking holidays in the world now. Mm-hmm. And people went out, but they were, they were first time they had gone out in two, three, four months, and they were very apprehensive. They didn't know if they were going to have a job tomorrow. The gas prices are out of control. And they, everyone went home early, you know, mm-hmm. you know, intoxicated, but went home early. And it wasn't the festival partying type so I think people in this country are really worried. I think they're really in uh, dismay right now. But, you know, I just wonder, it seems like they're going out more than they did a year ago, which is, you know, they're certainly tentative and that kind of thing. But at the same I, time, they're going out farther. They're spending more money than they were before. Advertisers are spending money. And this is always the indication of the green shoots is when the companies believe that people are spending money. They want us advertised to those uh, those people. I'm, well, at the ground roots, I would say maybe what you're talking about is pent-up demand. People haven't been, haven't spent for such a long time. They're finally spending some money. But actually going out on a daily basis and going to the bars and doing activities and going to the malls, I feel, is on a decline. And people are not spending money. Oh, malls are dying. So you have to look at pent-up demand. You have to look at And then gas prices have increased, so that's inflationary. Uh, sure. People are spending more because prices have gone up, and you've got to look at that. Yeah, that's there's, a good point. There's less disposable income. 
So no figures doubt. can lie and liars can figure, okay? Absolutely. I'm, I'm with you on this one, uh, Kevin. I, I don't know, you know, Mark, what statistics you're looking at. I haven't. I certainly haven't seen statistics, and I wouldn't necessarily believe the statistics if I saw them. I think Kevin oh, I'm not talking about government points. statistics. I'm talking about com- companies and sectors reporting earnings. Look at jobs. Look at the look at the employment rate. Look at the amount of unemployment. Look at welfare. Uh, I think I'd rather look at employment than unemployment because I think they can lie with unemployment. But employment rates, how many adults right. are employed, that number, they can't lie with that one. Kevin, thanks for the call and the thoughts. Appreciate hearing from you. There's more coming up here at 855-450-FREE. You can bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. And you can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number here, 855-453. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Once again, it's 855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that await you there. Got a lot of stuff. And it's all for free. The bulletin board system is one of those features. allows you to interact with other Free Talk Live listeners. You can also check out our show notes, stuff that we talk about on the air. We post over at the BBS bbs.freetalklive.com If you were listening to the last segment and you were going, Mark, no, no, there are no green shoots coming up in the economy. You probably should have some gold and silver on hand. Well, frankly, I think that it's a good idea to have gold and silver on hand uh, either way because one of the ways that they're making the economy come back is by printing more money, making more money, and entering more ones and zeros into a computer somewhere. Well, what they can't make more of is gold and silver. So as they make more money... The currency devalues in comparison to precious metals. Precious metals are things you can hold in your hands, and you can buy them at gold.freetalklive.com. When you do, you help Free Talk Live. It's gold.freetalklive.com. All right, we continue, and we'll uh, take your phone calls here. Jake's on the line in St. Louis. Jake, you're on Free Talk Live with the Nemi and Mark. Hey there, guys. Jake, hey, I wanted anyway? to talk to you about um, parents as teachers. I've, I've got a one-year-old, and I was talking to my wife earlier this week, and She's actually contacted our local, I guess, school district or whatever, our local municipality, and set up an appointment for parents and teachers to come in actually to the house and, I guess, kind of monitor the, the education and the growth of, of my son. And Hang I'm on. The teacher's coming. But I understand you're right. You said the teacher is coming to your house? The, well, it's a program. It's a social program that is, I guess, run through the local municipality or school district. Um, I don't know that they're actually teachers per se. I mean, he's he's 12 months old, um, but they just come in and, and kind of give you exercises. This is, this is my understanding of it. They give you exercises um, to teach your kids and you know, kind of make sure that they're progressing as they should. And I mean, I think that ostensibly it's 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 you know kind of you know advertised as to be a good thing. I guess my only thing is I'm not too hip on you know a government 
person being in my house. Uh, yeah. No, I'm with you. <laughs> Wait, now, how did, what, what happens? Can you opt out of this? What happens if you say, no, no thanks? No, Do you yeah, get yeah, put on a list? Com- <laughs> it's completely voluntary. I mean, this is something that, that my wife actually had contacted them, and, and then uh, you know I just kind of overheard the conversation, and they've got an appointment set up for next week, and that's when I kind of raised my hand, and we actually had a little bit of a discussion earlier this week. And so I've been online, and I'm trying to find alternatives um, to this. And I, there's got to be something out there. I, I, I kind of uh, expected to hear this kind of reaction out of you guys, but I was hoping that maybe you could throw a little something my way in terms of I alternatives. Think I, can. I think I can. Um, so my wife and her relationship towards the, the medical field is that she hasn't heard of a uh, doctrine idea that she doesn't like. So, um, you know, some friend mentioned to her that, uh, you know, hey, you know, I took my kid to an occupational therapist and you should take Jack there. So while she was down in Florida this last time, she took Jack to an occupational therapist and, you know, the woman evaluated him and, you know, showed some areas where he was developmentally behind and others where he's developmentally ahead. And this is true for every child. Uh, You know, I mean, you know, none of them is exactly at the mean. And if you did, you'd probably have a very boring child. So, um, you know that this this is what happened, and they you know he they essentially the lady played with him, and he had a great time, and wanted to go back and see the lady, and had a wonderful time. Um, this lady isn't a um, you know meta, isn't some kind of government agent or a medical doctor. She's an occupational therapist, and I never felt threatened at any point that some government person is coming into the house and could make some kind of assertion that would get the kid taken away. That's um, what I'd be concerned that's with. What would, that, well, that's what would uh, you know concern me greatly in this circumstance. Whereas here you're an occupational therapist, cash is exchanging hands, so you have the uh, the customer relationship, which is tends to make people like people better. I don't know about you, but I always like people that are giving me money much more than <laughs> I like the average right. person. And, and, and people sure. chuckle, but they're only chuckling because this that's is true. true. Right. It's and, funny because it's true. And so this would be an I'm entire just laughing at you, Mark. Yeah, you're right. so honest. That's right. Um, and it, you know, it's it's what makes your show worth listening to. The um, and so you know, this is this is a definitely an alternative rather than letting some government uh, you know person, whether they're you know just deputized or whether they're in fact uh, a government agent of some sort, come in in your house and say, take a look around and say, oh, the rat poison isn't secured properly or whatever it is. They right. come up whatever conclusion they come to because I can tell you, people see all kinds of different things that you never imagined that they would see. Right. No, and that's, that was, my, my concern was kind of like that, where maybe they'll see something they don't like. Or, Ian, I think you kind of touched on is, well, what if they're not developing like the, the, they think that they should? I mean, because we're supposed to be, I think it's five times annually is when they come in. So what happens if five, you know, five visits from now he's not developing as, you know, is he now, is he now on a list? Or are yeah, they I'm now sure. be watching watching I, him a little more closely? Which bureaucracy you know, was it that she contacted anyway? I missed that point. Was it the school board? It's it's called Parents as Teachers. That's the, and that's the name of the government agency. It's yeah, it's a program. Yeah, I don't know that it's an agency per se, or if it's just kind of a a program through the local municipality. It sounds but like it's it's government. Yeah, it sounds like it's it sounds like it's free. Yeah. It is free, yeah. It's free, well, except for the taxes. Paid by tax I quote, unquote, right. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, it is free. Like, we're not going to pay anything. So, so, Mark, to your point about the occupational therapist, I'm sure that would come at a cost. But I think the other half of this is kind of selling it to my wife. Mm-hmm. You know, because because right now, I mean, she, 
you know, I, I'm, you know, kind of getting her well, on board. And, and let me try this the, angle, uh, and I think this is important. Would you go enter into the program parents as brain surgeons? You know, I mean, so if if teaching is such an important and valuable skill that they make uh, teachers go for four, six, depending on what school, eight years in order to uh, be able to to practice their craft, um, some nosy busybodies that have enough time to come into your house five times annually may or may not. They may actually have destructive things to say, but be able to deliver them in a fashion that for whatever reason you believe. Um, I mean, right. they're coming in as an authority. And so, therefore, you're going to imbue them. Authority is a person from out of town. Um, you know, an expert is a person from out of town. Mm-hmm. So they're coming in as an expert, and they're saying, oh, well, you need to do this, this, and this. And who knows if those things are actually constructive. So I think that I don't think there's, there's a blueprint that's going to raise every kid, you know, and, that's, right. and maybe that's another angle to approach it with, too. We've got friends that have, uh, you know, that have got young ones, and, and we've actually got a good friend who... Uh, and I got to figure out exactly what it is she does, but I think she she teaches special ed kids. And, and my son's not special ed, but I think that there's some of the parallels still be there as far as you know monitoring development. So. I think it's important to mention too that I would want a background check on the person walking into my house because there are, there are plenty of stories out there, and I, I don't intend to be hyperbolic about this, but. There are school bus drivers. There are teachers who molest children. You know, you want to know who you're dealing with. There was a, t- a high-level guy in Florida that was working with the D- DCYF, Department of Children and Families, down there. One of the executives was, you know, caught with child pornography and being, uh, you know, a pervert. So do you want this person interacting with your child? And also, of course, there's plenty of stories about DCYF just destroying regular families' lives simply because they've been called by someone who allegedly has concerns or wants to ruin ruin someone's lives. So I'd be real cautious. It's it's easy for someone to say, uh, well, we're fine. We're law-abiding citizens, so we've got nothing to be afraid of. But that's right. the statement of a person who doesn't realize just how super-regulated uh, this this world in which we live is. Right. Like They have rules for all kinds of things that you may not realize. As, and as Mark said, these people are going to come in and they're going to be looking for those things. And you may, not e- you may not even know what it is that they're going to key in on. I don't know if any of that's going to persuade her, but uh, let us know what happens, will you, Jake? Will do. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Let's talk to Jeffrey in Cincinnati listening to XM Satellite Radio. Jeffrey, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Um, I had a discussion with my boss today. He employs 300 people. He's very successful, and he hates the government. Well, excellent. Actually, I, 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 I said, I noticed that you have file cabinets in your office, sir. Hold that yeah, thought, Jeffrey. We're going to come back to you here in just a moment. You can take control of the airwaves, and we'll find out about his conversation with his boss, etc. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Talk live moments remain. Enough time for your call and thoughts. If you're already on hold with us. If not, call in tomorrow night. We can always talk to you then because we do this thing seven nights per week. Here with you tonight, it's Ian, Nami, and Mark. Moments remain here. Of course, you can join us over at freetalklive.com where we get a lot of features. We give them to you. You can enjoy them at freetalklive.com. We go right back into your phone calls. Jeffrey is listening in Cincinnati and you're an XM listener. Jeffrey, you were going to tell us about your boss. He's got 300 employees. You went into his office. 
and you are just getting to your story, and we had to jump into the break. So go ahead with your thoughts. All right, I, I, poured, I opened up this file cabinet. I said, I know it's none of my business, but I noticed that there were just sheets of paper. It says titles, deeds, contracts. What gives these sheets of paper the force of law? The government does. I noticed that you don't have a building in your parking lot. I'm looking outside the windows. What are you looking for, Jeff? I'm looking for that school because apparently you have 300 employees. The vast majority of them received a public education. Or did you teach everybody how to read and write? I noticed that you have a restroom in your facility and running water. Do you test all your water for safety, sir? Does your government do that? Uh, did you build the sewer system? All right, huh? so you've, you've I mean, covered... I mean, I'm just telling you, yeah. people are talking about the government. And Jeff, we'd all be stupid and poisoned, and, we would, and it'd be anarchy without the government. Um, well, it's first off... Well, no, people can record deeds, and you know, before the government came along and recorded deeds, uh, private companies How recorded deeds. I can't hear you. Hang on, you got to back the phone out of your throat. I didn't, I didn't understand what you said. <laughs> back, back the phone away from your mouth a little bit there, as we can understand what you're saying, Jeffrey. Go ahead. Okay, all I said is this, sir. We have a prison on the north side of town, too, I said to the boss. Did you build that prison, or did the government do that? Did you write the laws that determines what is criminal behavior? Did you separate these people from us? Did you ask Did him you about the them? roads he drove into work on, too? Because that's another classic right. one. Right. Okay, so first off, you're suggesting that, that a prison is the very best way to deal with aberrant behavior, and you don't know that because the government has a monopoly on punishing people for behavior, right? So, I mean, this is a very unscientific way to look at uh, what's going on. And su- to suggest that 435 thieves and liars in washington dc or whatever your capital is are the best people to come up with what should be legal and illegal i mean do you think the political process comes brings out the highest order of man no but i do know this god bless our government they make a civil society possible no, they Sir, don't. Well, wait, wait no, a second. They don't. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. No, they don't. Hey, does does every other country's government make a civil society too Oh, no, we've had governments like in Nazi Germany, where my uh, great-uncle was from. Okay, so government doesn't make a civil society, right? What's what's the difference? I mean, Hitler was popularly elected in Austria. People trash the United States, though... We have the best system in the world compared to other people. I don't know that you can. I don't know that you can find that out. That's not quantifiable. The fact is, the United States has been slipping on every other, every world chart out there. The United States is uh, fiscally less free than it was ten years ago. Uh, Journalistically uh, less free. Journalistically, yeah. it's it's plummeting. It's terrible. It's, it's Hong it's Kong and Singapore beat its butt on the uh, the rankings of most free countries around the world, according to both the Heritage Foundation, which is a conservative group, and according to the Free the World Foundation as well i know a few weeks ago we were talking about journalistic freedom in the united states and we're ranked uh, 47 out yes. of just over 100 it's in the f- yeah how do you feel about that you're just trying to change things you, uh, you can complain about it the fact of the matter is oh we are changing well, well, wait why would we try to change such a good system the best well, system in the world well, why would you try to why? change it i thought one of the most screwed up systems in the world when i was in it was the marine corps but this government I program. I was with them for 15 years, and I realized that they knew exactly what they were doing. Yeah, well, they're they, taking a bunch they, of money from people. They're taking a bunch of money, and they're spending it with their buddies. Why did you leave industry. after 15 years? I mean, you were five years from uh, getting... Uh, I got, uh, what the Marines does, what they do is that if you, 
they don't want they do not want you to retire. They find some way of getting rid of you. Mm. So that's the people. That's the best system. It's kind of hard to make way. Wait a second! You just said that they knew exactly what they were doing. Fifteen years into it, they screwed you. Well, I I screwed myself. I didn't stay in shape. You're just blaming the victim. Look, uh, let's focus on one thing. You've you've caught a, you've talked about like five or six different issues here. So let's just talk about education. Do you believe that people would be uneducated were it not for a government coercive education system? I think a lot of people wouldn't receive an education, no. And and so you believe that people should be forced at the threat of violence to uh, to go to school? I think it should be required that, you're, that you get at least an elementary education. Right, and so you believe that people should be forced at the threat of violence to go to school, is that correct? I don't see them violating anybody. But that's what you think oh, should happen, right? parents are brought, hauled into court all the time, and this is actually fairly new in the last 15 years. Parents are being held responsible if their kill, kids are skipping school. So absolutely, if you're served as a parent with a warrant because your child hasn't shown up to school and you skip that warrant, you know you what? You're jail. going to jail. And if your kid keeps because skipping school, you should be. Say what? They're having this attitude that anything goes. I, I don't, excuse me, I, uh, excuse me, no, 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 I, I have been in Concord, New Hampshire, in our state capital with homeschooled kids who are not legally required or obligated to be in public school, and they are some of the, the smartest, most well-educated, most well-behaved children I have ever seen. On the flip side, I see nothing but trash coming out of our public school system. I'm sure there's some, some aren't trash. Par- okay, so some aren't trash. But I, I went to private school. My parents endeavored to keep me out of public school. I see plenty of people who follow that the same way. And homeschooling and unschooling, I think it's fantastic. But I just, I'm sorry. When you say, that, when you say to me that if I don't send my child to your school, you're going to haul me into court under the threat of force, or you're going to put me in jail... I, I say sorry, dude. You're on your own. Je- Jeffrey, just because uh, you don't see the violence can, doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Well, what happened me out here, why is my son with a valedictorian at a public school and he, he has got a master's degree in mechanical engineering? Hey. The fact of the matter is, it all boils down that he applied himself in public school and he told me if you Good do for that, him. I'm that's glad. awesome, dude. I'm, How I'm much tutoring did you do? How much following up did you do with him as a parent? My parents were pretty hands-on. I don't know nothing about mathematics. I do not. That's great. I'm glad to hear that there's a, you know, there are success stories in a failing system. Uh, but you know, well, let's look at the kids that come out of it illiterate. Let's look at the, uh, you know, the huge, the rates that you know, kids can't even read, write, spell. Right. Huge numbers of uh, young kids coming out of these government schools. Government uh, school sucks. I'm with, I'm with yeah. Ian on and that. And they cost twice as much as a private school. Sometimes more than twice as That's much. Right. Uh, but by the way, Jeffrey, just because you don't want to see the gun in the room doesn't mean it's not there. And I thank you uh, for the call tonight. Uh, look, the, there are a lot of people out there that want to have this little fantasy view of the government, like, oh, well, there's no violence behind the, what are you talking about? There's no violence behind, they don't want to believe that there's violence behind the system because then they would have to agree that they've been supporting a violent system this whole time. And what good human being wants to admit to supporting violence against their fellow peaceful humans? Right. I mean, when it comes down to it, I've got a son, I'm homeschooling my son, and I've got to pay property taxes, which go, but the vast majority, 70 to 80%. 
percent of them go to educate other people's kids. My kid, if I choose not to pay those property taxes because, frankly, it is unjust for me to pay the, for the schooling of people who have live in bigger houses, drive nicer cars, um, then my kid, you know, the education being taken from my kid, and I choose not to participate in it, they'll kick me out of my home. You're telling your family. me. You're telling and, me yeah. that that's just and take you're it t- as their own. Yeah, th- right. And then that and much they'll they'll sell it, and then they'll educate more of other people's kids. While my kid and me have to live in publicly subsidized housing. This is what the government does. It provides substandard education and then forces you to pay for it. Let's go to Nikki listening in Huntsville to WBHP. Hello, Nikki. Hey there. Yeah, I'm I'm going with that thing that you guys had. The guy that just called in about the. Uh, these people are supposed to show up uh, five times a year like that. And because he says it's voluntary. Yeah, I've seen that one before, <laughs> voluntary. Why can't we have a program out here where the, the parents are allowed to go to the school? Let's, let's have them grade the principal. Let's have them grade the teachers, how they're doing. And let's see, they have the parents watch the teachers pump our kids full of Marx and Lenin. Well, they're not going to do that because then that would you know, be yeah. some level of holding them accountable, and that's uh, they're protected from being held accountable. It's one of the perks of the job. Thanks, Nikki, for the call. Let's talk to Ed, listening in Tennessee. Ed, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Nemi, and Mark. Hey, I just want to tell you all about uh, that Julia Heik- Julian Heiklin, uh, the prosecutor. New York jury nullification booster was called a threat. Sure, sure he was. Yeah, he's a threat to the system. Yeah, it said that he he goes all all different states doing this. But uh, anyway, they uh, you know it said his attorney put up a good fight. Well, he actually but they dropped the charges. Hey, hey, also in for get out here. Do you see where the Supreme Court ruled? Mark talking about plea bargain, plea bargain advice that is absurdly bad violates the Constitution. They've ruled. Yep. Look they just up. ruled that today. I don't understand right. what that means. Right, and I wish we had more time Bad to talk Bad lawyer and advice. Hey, thanks for the call, Ed. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow night. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Available now, four new songs from Raja Mojo. Raja Mojo. That's R-A-J-A-M-O-J-O. Raja Mojo. I am Call it democracy. Raja Mojo. Everybody knows the game is rich. The poor stay poor, the rich stay rich. Four new songs from Raja Mojo. Buy them today at Amazon, iTunes, Napster, and at a discount at CDBaby.com. 